Welcome to the Happy Nervous System Podcast. I'm your host, Kendra Delahook. What we know about mental health is rapidly changing, and I help you stay up to date on the major paradigm shifts from dating to love to parenting. Get ready to learn about your body, regulate your nervous system, and improve your life and relationships with ease. Let's jump in. Welcome to the podcast. Um, I'm so happy you are here. I am recording in LA today and it's a Friday and we're having a huge heat wave. We went from being in the 60s to now like mid 90s and everything is blooming. I think the heat just unleashed so much pollen in the air. So I'm a bit stuffy. If you're new here, I am happy you're here. We talk about all things nervous system and why it's so important to have a happy nervous system. This podcast is really a space to talk about things related to mental health that we usually don't talk about. I also have a goal of bringing really important conversations beyond the walls of therapy um, and really get mental health education and awareness and knowledge out there and make it fun and more sexy. It doesn't have to be so serious and I don't believe you need to be in a crisis in your life to understand yourself and work on your mental health. So that is why I started the Happy Nervous System. Thank you for tuning in and of course you can follow us on Instagram, that is the easiest way to keep up with any updates, changes, events um, that are coming up. And that's at Happy Nervous System on Instagram. We did have a name change. So if you were aware of Roya before, we are now Happy Nervous System. Today, I want to talk about the concept of work-life balance. I hear this phrase, often and it comes up in therapy room and conversations with others um, and it's it's just a widely used phrase and I just find it ironic that we are comfortable with talking about work-life balance um, but not mental health balance or nervous system balance or um, I don't know balance with food balance with our bodies it's safer to talk about balance when it comes to our jobs. And before we continue, I do want to, you know, share a short disclaimer that this does not replace professional advice, any kind of therapy or support from a professional. Um, This is simply for educational purposes. And of course, if there's anything that you find intriguing or you want to dive deeper Um, on, I do encourage you to reach out to a therapist or if you have one to bring it up with them. I'm also happy to send referrals if you're in the LA area or in the state of California uh, for incredible therapists if you are searching for one. Back to the topic. So why am I bringing this up? I want to put words to why the why it's important to have a happy nervous system 
and what nervous system balance really looks like. Um, I was inspired to record this episode because um, a friend of mine, a colleague, we were doing a case consultation about one of our clients and um, the client's story was just interesting and she had, in quotes, a very healthy work-life balance, but she also had an eating disorder that was unrecognized, undiagnosed, but she was basically chronically stressed and chronically hyper-aware of what she put in her mouth and into her body. So what we know from eating disorder research is that it is directly related to stress and to cortisol adrenaline production and really low levels of chronic stress. Of course, there's stress around what you're eating, when, why, there's sugar phobia, there's such a thing as butter phobia, but also when you're in the throes of an eating disorder, part of your brain cannot slow down or or go offline, especially when it comes to body comparison. So body scanning, body checking are other words for it. And so the two are very very linked. And when you're constantly assessing other people's bodies, body shapes, body sizes, what they're eating, what they're wearing around you, that is a state of hypervigilance. And that's a reflection of your stress response staying on. And when you're constantly surveying your environment, surveying your own body, looking at others' bodies, even when you're on a walk and every window you walk by or car reflection, you're looking at your body, guess what? You are not in balance. You're not noticing the trees around you. You're not really tapping into the joy and the presence of the moment. So I bring this up because Work-life balance means nothing if there's another area in your life that is extremely stressful or causing low levels of chronic stress. I also think work-life balance leaves a very important population out, and that is stay-at-home parents. Yes, it's more, I would say it's more common stay-at-home moms, but of course there's some dads out there too. And it kind of implies this secret silent rule that if you don't have in quotes a regular job, this doesn't really apply to you. I've also found this to be true in um, like the entrepreneurial space where you don't have a common typical job and it's almost like creating a company or building something or raising your children It doesn't really apply because you have to do it. This is dangerous territory because the way that our bodies are built, we are built for stress and for anxiety, but we have to come down. We have to shift into states of calm, of peace, of relaxation, of safety, And when we don't, we suffer and we have symptoms and this is when our bodies start to speak to us through many different ways. 
Um, sometimes it's through illness. Other times it's through panic attacks or anxiety or just not feeling good. For some people, it shows up as depression. On the flip side, if you do have a healthy relationship with food and it doesn't cause this emotional, stressful response, but you can't seem to leave a job that is extremely taxing on your body and your nervous system the whole day, that's not balance either. So really, I'm trying to point out that it doesn't matter what others are talking about or what's culturally accepted um, because those are external factors that are, in quotes, regulating our bodies and our health. We have to look at our uniqueness and what in our life is taxing for us because what is stressful or anxiety producing for you is so different than the person next to you, even if you're related genetically. We're all wired so uniquely and our individual differences are everything. Once we fully understand how our bodies are wired and we understand what specifically they need to be successful and to thrive um, without staying in chronic levels of stress, that's when our mental health takes off and we truly have happy nervous systems for life, that it's not a short-term fix at all. And one last piece on relationship with food. I do talk a lot about this because I swear every single person on this planet has something with food. I mean, we we can't avoid it from how we were raised, cultural standards, to the extreme fat phobia of the media. I mean, we're just surrounded. So I also want to say some eating disorders are so tricky and they're not obvious. So if you're like, eh, that's not really me. I don't stress with food that much. If you've been living with a functional eating disorder, it can feel like a part of your life. You're kind of fused with it. And sometimes stress is not obvious. And I think this is the kind of stress that's really tricky and really dangerous because we're so used to it, but you can think of it as a, a slow drip. So for example, if you're at a party and there's a lot of like foods that are off limits for you typically, maybe you're not having a panic attack or you feel really uncomfortable, but in the background of your brain, there's such a strong association with these types of off limit foods that there is subtle activation and you may be feeling, you know, that slow release of stress chemicals or just discomfort that you may not even be conscious of. So work-life balance, nervous system balance, balance with health, whatever phrase you want to use, it is important that this idea of balance is not applied to one area of your life. It is It should be a blanket over everything that you do, your relationships, your work, your health, how you are with food, how you are with working out, 
this is my gentle challenge for you. So let's lead into the takeaways for today and how you can turn this into an action step. If you love to journal, I always recommend it because sometimes things come up um, when we're writing instead of speaking verbally or just thinking. So if you're into journaling, go ahead with that. And if not, maybe you could talk this out with a friend or therapist. So I want you to take a very honest look at what in your life is most draining or taxing on your body or on your nervous system. And remember, this may not be conscious because we are trained by society and culture to identify things that are stressful and things that are not. That does not make sense and that does not take into account our individuality and the differences of all of our bodies. So for example, working late hours may not be stressful for you. It may give you a ton of energy and joy. Another example is running for one person may be extremely unhealthy and you know super stressful on the body and painful, but for someone else, it feels really good and it's the way that they cope and release stress. So try to release and let go of any standards or ideas or beliefs that are not your own. And this is a piece of somatic therapy work, but you could even ask your body. Uh, This may be a new concept for you to actually listen to the words of your body, but trust me, Your body has wisdom, and it's always talking to us, but we have to listen. (laughs) So once you identify an area of your life where you just know intuitively that it's too much, um, whether it's parenting or juggling too many volunteer activities or staying in a job that you just don't love anymore, the next part (laughs) is journaling or thinking about what comes up for you when you think about changing this habit or behavior. So again, this may be something that um, you need to air out with a professional. Not a requirement, but sometimes we have blind spots and we can't change what we're not aware of. And so talking to someone who can honestly and lovingly with a ton of compassion, reflect back to us what we can't see is very powerful. There's a reason we don't change habits and behaviors, even ones that are bad for us, for example, like an eating disorder, because they serve a protective purpose. But again, it's hard to really identify what the protective purpose is if this is kind of new territory for you. I hope this was some food for thought as you, I was going to say as you go into your weekend, but you may be starting your week. So whatever day you're listening to this, um, just know I'm sending you so much love, so much compassion. Take a deep breath. Remember that your body is exquisite. It's amazing. It's full of wisdom and it wants to work with you, not against you. It's just time to listen to what it's saying. It's chatting to you. Have a lovely week. Thank you for listening. 
we love reviews. If you, um, if this podcast is helpful to you, leave us a review on Apple. Have a lovely week. See you in the next episode.